Paragon 7 Studios. Network. I am continuing. I had I just I just talked to Makita Hampton, coloratura soprano from the New York Metropolitan Opera. So we're doing we're doing Soprano Day. I'm continuing my HBCU tour for 2020 and interviewing people from Oakwood University that that I know and, and people that I've had the opportunity to either sing with or, or matriculate with. So I have a I have a double dip and I have a really good story to open the show about our next guest. I grew up in Columbia, Maryland. Well, I didn't grow up in Columbia, Maryland, but I lived in Columbia, Maryland as a little kid. And I remember some of the first memories of my life is I used to go to a babysitter and there was this cute light-skinned girl she used to wail on me unmercifully. And I was maybe two or three years old. I would have nightmares of this cute light-skinned girl wailing on me at the babysitter. And who would have known that it turned out to be my next guest, Miss Anika Sampson of Oakwood University. I, I went to high school with her. I went to college with her. I wanted to invite you to my show Anika it's really great that, that you're coming in to join us I, I greatly appreciate it how are you doing this this afternoon or evening on the east coast well it's great to be invited to be a part of your show uh, thank you for that um on the east coast it's a little chilly today but uh, you know it wasn't too hot not too cold you know nice enough to sit out on your deck for a few minutes nice um now do you remember beating me but, up at yeah. in, in 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 daycare do you remember that I do not, but you have told me that before. <laughs> yeah, it's a story. It's I funny. I put I put two and two together later on that my parents were like, "Yeah, that was Anika that, that used to be babysat with." Me. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, she used to she used to terrorize me. We were really little kids, but I was scared to death of her." Um, and who knew it's a it's such I a did. small world. Yeah, it is. I have always had a reputation for having a heavy hand. My dad is always like. Why do you hit so hard? Like when I'm, you know, playing and things like that. So yeah, and you're sorry. You're, you're a lot sorry. bigger, bigger than me at, at, at that stage of development, um, as well. But I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, wanted to talk to you, interviewing people from Oakwood about their careers, and we do a sports talk, but also a music show. Wanted to talk to you about when did you know. Because you come from a very talented family of, of singers. Your, your father has an amazing voice, um, just a, a beautiful voice. When did you know that you wanted to sing and, and that you had that talent? Is that something that 
that you had very early in life, seven, eight, nine, or is it something that you that you discovered as you got into your teenage years? Um, I would say it was very early on. I remember sitting in the back of um, our car. We had a, a brown Cadillac. I don't remember what year. It was probably like it was probably like a '79 or an '80 Cadillac. <laughs> and I remember sitting in the back and singing along with like Take Six yeah. and Special Blend. Special blend. Yeah. And my parents would say can you hear her harmonizing? She's harmonizing. Mm-hmm. And I was like four, like, you know, I was young. Same, same thing. And, for me. I was singing special blend in the car with, with my mom at, at four and five as well. Right. So, you know, so it was in those moments I realized, Oh, I have something that I can do. I have something here that not everybody can do. So when I was about seven years old, dad and I sang it for, um, for Sabbath school. Uh, we sang the blood as a duet for the adult Sabbath school when I was about seven years old. And that was my first time singing publicly. I think I sang a solo after that. I was only nine and I sang a solo completely by myself. Um, and I remember the song I sang, it was called the tree song. Um, but anyway, I did that. And then I was in elementary school. I went to, um, GE Peters in, uh, Prince George County, Maryland, and I had a teacher, seventh grade, who was like, you know what, um, you have a really nice voice, and you should sing Marian, you should play the part of Marian Anderson in our, in our concert, we're having a Black History Month concert, and you should do Marian Anderson, so my parents thought it, at that time it would be good to hook me up with Mula Otley, and I started taking voice lessons in the seventh grade. Um, with Neville Otley. And so that's when I just was like, okay, you know what? I could do this forever. Wow. So tell us about, I, I happen to go to Pine Forge with you. And although this is a national show, I talk a lot, I do a lot of Pine Forge stuff and tell a lot of Pine Forge stories and a lot of Oakwood stories. I remember my first glimpse of you singing was singing the, the Lord be praised when I got to Pine Forge. And I had never heard anyone hit some of the notes that, that you hit. I mean, it was just, it was an awesome experience. It, it was fantastic. I had the pleasure of, of singing with you or, or really not singing with you, more, more backing you up or, or maybe even just taking the keyboards down after you were done singing, uh, but had the opportunity to, to witness your growth. When did you really know that you had a special talent that I've pers- personally witnessed and, and people that have seen whether it's Aeolians, whether it's you in concert, you singing with your father, when was the tipping point that you really knew that you had a special God-given talent? Um, I was. It would have to be my freshman year at Pine Forge, Pine Forge Academy, when I auditioned for the choir, and Lloyd Mallory had me singing up up the scale, and I kept going and going, and he was like, "Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going," and when you know, it gets, got, you know, really, really high there. I didn't know there were students on the other side of the partition in the room <laughs> that I was auditioning in. And then I found out later and they were like, oh my God, I was trying not to scream when you were singing so high. I couldn't believe you were doing it. So it was moments like that. And then, then it really hit me when probably more like it would, when people would come to me in tears. Yeah saying how my voice touched them 
or how they, the song that I sang reminded them of their grandmother and the way that I taught, the way that I sang the song, you know, it, you know, it brought back memories for them or different things like that. I've had many tearful conversations with people that I don't even know where they came up to me and told me how my voice had impacted them. And so those are kind of, those are the moments. It's kind of like not just one moment. It's like a a lead up to multiple moments that helped me realize that I really had a a gift. Now you spent a lot of time as, 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 like I said, someone that's singing Aeolians with you and singing Pine Forest Choir and singing Lloyd Mallory Singers with you. What what does it prepare? Because from what I know of you, Anika, I've grown up with you and known you for a long time. You've always seemed like a very laid back person. I wouldn't describe you as like an extreme extrovert, someone who's look at me, give me attention. I, I, I just don't, I don't recall you having that type of demeanor. So you seem like a very laid back individual. But when you got on that stage, you hit another gear that other people can't hit. What are the things that you did to prepare yourself because some people are naturally gregarious and they love the attention and other people are a little bit more laid back and introverted, but when they have to get on that stage, it's all business. How are you able to balance the two as a teenager and a young adult? Ooh, great question. That was a great question. Um, you went to Pine Forest with me. You know, you know that I'm you know that I'm brilliant. You know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, you know, there was a lot of Kept talking in my voice lessons with Dr. Mallory, with mm. Floyd Mallory. Mm. He was very helpful because, you know, as you said, I'm, I'm pretty laid back and I don't have to get up and say, like, I could sit down and not sing again. I sing to myself or sing at home, mm. but I don't have to sing on a stage again. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I do it because I believe that it's my God-given gift. Mm. Um, and I believe that it, it was given to people um, and to maybe even lead people to Christ in some ways. Some people may, may not, you know, and may not go that route, but that's, that's what I feel. And so it's kind of, it, it's been, it's been a lot of pep talking, um, even, um, you know, even up until recently, you know, I have to kind of gear myself up to, to go and do things. But when, once I convince myself that it's for, the good of man or it's for God, it's mm-hmm. for in honor of God, mm. then then I'm usually okay. That's a beautiful answer. For those just tuning in, I'm talking with Anika Sampson, a coloratura soprano who I had the pleasure of singing with in both high school and in college. If you've never heard Anika Sampson, Google her, go to YouTube. You'll see a lot of uh, solos that she's done just, just, has the voice of, of, of an angel, just, just a, a fantastic talent um, and, a, and a very pleasant and, and awesome person to, to be around. I want to talk to you a little bit, Anika, about your experience specifically. You talk about uh, singing and, and being trained by Dr. Lloyd Mallory. What was the experience like? I, I, I happened once again, our, our paths crossed. We were in the same class in, in, in high school. What w- was it like? We spent so much time on tour. Uh, I was interviewing uh, Ricky Court from Naturally 7 earlier in the week, and we were talking about the times that we spent singing and touring. It, it really was kind of all-encompassing, and, and, and one of it was really the primary thing that, that I did during my college experience. How, how did that shape your, your view of music and, and what you went on to do uh, further on as, as an adult? I think it really helped me 
um, be able to deal with or how do I say? I don't want to say deal with because that sounds that doesn't sound great. But <laughs> it helped me work with Coping people. <laughs> yes, people, uh, lots of different types of people. Because when you go to on these tours and you meet you meet all these different people, we were meeting people. We were singing like for we sang for freaking Bill Clinton. You know right, what I mean? And then we right. sang for Sonny Bono, right. and we sang for all these famous people. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, Maya Angelou came and right. spoke to us personally. Amazing. <laughs> and I, at Oakwood, I think for, um, 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 what is his name? His, ma- his name is escaping my mind. Um, the governor? Colin. Oh, Colin Powell. Colin, um, yeah, Colin Powell. Yeah. And so we, we sang for all these different people. And then we also would go to these little, you know, small churches out in the rural, rural areas. Rural, yeah, rural. Where... <laughs> Yeah, where, where, you know, Sister So-and-so might be missing a tooth, but she got the Holy Ghost, you know. <laughs> but so it helped me be able to talk to people from all walks of life without flinching. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? No, it makes it makes, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I think you encapsulated it very well. I mean, we, we ran the gamut from singing, like you said, for the President of the United States and the Speaker of the House of the United States. We sang for Chaplain Barry Black. Um, and all the way from that to going to so-so Mississippi and, and singing at a church where people were literally pulling up on tractors, uh, coming to a church with bib overalls and, and sandals. Right. I mean, we've, we've really seen it all. I mean, going to, going overseas. I remember you singing when we were in Trinidad and I remember you singing and, and Dave Clark and, and Joel Boyce and some of those people and people wanted autographs. I mean, they were just blown away by the level of talent. Um, what did you ultimately do in your career? Because I've talked to different people. Like I said, I was talking to, to Ricky Court, who tours with Naturally 7 before this COVID stuff. I was talking to Makita Hampton about her time at the Met Opera. Um, you kind of took a different route. I mean, you're really focused on your family. What do you? What did you end up doing in a singing career? What drove that decision? And then what music projects are you working on in 2020? Okay. Um, so... The first question, so when I left Oakwood, I um, I actually was deciding not to finish my music degree because I was a double major at Oakwood. So I was human development and family studies. In my mind, I wanted to start a, um, a branch of daycares, home daycares, not home daycares, but a, a, um, a franchise of daycare. And I wanted to do that until I started working in daycare. I was like, oh, these people could sue me at the drop of a hat. No, thank you. So I decided that that's not the route I was going to take. And I wanted to do speech language pathology. And I was going to drop my music major altogether and just have singing as something I did on the side. Um, And I got a call out of the blue from Dr. Nathan Carter. He called my apartment. I was on my lunch break from the daycare that I was working at. And I was at my apartment. He called my apartment on lunch and told me that he would offer me a scholarship to come to Morgan State University and finish a music degree because he'd heard I wasn't finishing my, my music degree. Now, I can tell you in that moment, I had only told three people that I wasn't finishing my music degree, and that was wow. George Sampson, my father, Judy Sampson, my mother, and Lloyd Mallory, my teacher. Word travels fast. So, so word travels fast. And so he called me, 
gave me scholarships. I, I went to Morgan State to finish my music degree. I toured with Morgan State. We toured Prague, Czech Republic for three and a half weeks. We went to Paris. We went to Russia. We went to um, Toulouse, France. And we went on like this crazy, these crazy tours. <laughs> and we, it was just amazing. I had amazing experiences. I was able to sing in different halls all over Europe and different places. And that was, that was when I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pursue this. And I was thinking at the time that I would go probably opera, um, the opera route. But then as I started progressing along, I said, you know, maybe opera is not the route that I want to take, even though I still was singing kind of in a classical style. I was really trying to do more like, um, like, Broadway and like Disney oh, voiceovers. That was nice. that was my goal. And, and I always wondered. It's funny that you say voiceovers. I always so always with my friends and people that I that that I'm around. I have these dreams for them, and I always felt that you should have been like Ariel in the Disney film. Like you should have been the voice because a lot of these Disney characters have to sing, or, or even if you take it a couple of steps down to some of the South Park Comedy Central shows. But they're all characters that that have beautiful voices and can sing. And in my mind, I felt that you should have been the voice of one of these Seth MacFarlane characters or a Disney character. That that was that was my ultimate goal, and I actually, you know, like, you know, sent in um, demo tapes and stuff like that for a couple of times, but I I was getting no bites. So I said, you know, so I, what I started doing was I started teaching, started teaching oh. music, and I taught actually taught at Pine Forge Academy for three years, three school years. And um, then I was working, I worked in a nonprofit um, organization called the Washington Youth Choir, where I was the deputy director. Theodore Thorpe III, who is a former, he's a, a Oakwood alum as well. He was the director of the organization at the time. And I was kind of like the, you know, deputy director, you know, meaning basically I did all the dirty work. <laughs> I did all the, all the booking sure. of the, um, the we, 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 in that time, we sang under Beyonce. We sang for the United Nations. Oh, wow. We did all kinds of very cool, very fun things. Um, and I, I was more, I was like a mentor to a lot of the kids as well. So they would come to my office and with me about their personal lives, and you know, we did. A, I did a lot of that as well. I did that in my when I taught voice lessons as well. Mm. Um, where I ended up kind of being like a mentor. Like I'm still in touch with a lot of the voice students that I had those years I taught at Five Forge. They text me, they'll, you know, they ask me advice and, you know, we, we're nice. still in touch even beyond music. You were OG, um, you were OG which, Anika, you were OG. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had one of my students be like, one of my students like, um, are, you, are you famous or something? Somebody told me you were famous. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, what my kids say now, I have a five-year-old and a six-year-old, they say I'm YouTube famous. They're like, Mom, you're YouTube uh, famous. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're a real borderline. If you're not famous, you're, 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 you have a very close-up look at fame. I mean, it's uh, the name Anika Sampson-Anderson rings out in many communities, <laughs> not just the SDA, Oakwood, Pine Forest community, but, but, but it rings out. What As we wrap up the segment, I really appreciate you coming in. Um, great interview as as I knew it would be. We had we had some funny talks about our our class, and I was kind of bashing our class in '96 from Pine Forge. Um, but I will say, 
that although our class didn't really have a lot of unity um, and they had very poor leadership at the president, um, a really, really awful president of that class, but although we did not have a lot of unity, we had a lot of really brilliant people like yourself in our class that have gone on to do fantastic things. And I'm so proud of everybody on an individual perspective. It's just like um, being in a room with, with you guys 25 years ago and seeing how the Lord is, has blessed uh, people to, to go on to do so many great things. It's, it's very refreshing. It's very encouraging and it's very invigorating. What, what is your, what are you still pursuing? So when this COVID thing is over and we're done with social distancing and you're able to take your family outside of the house and, and you're not cooped up uh, in in the house and ordering stuff from Amazon Prime. What is what is the next move that Anika Anderson is going to make? What what is the what is the thing that you have your eye on, and and where should we be looking for you? Well, before this whole COVID thing, you know, COVID nineteen took over our lives. I actually had the a great opportunity of singing with some um, some really great artists and singing on their project. So you mentioned Ricky Court. I, he actually invited me to sing. Nice. a segment on one of their songs on their, not this last album, but the album before called both sides now. Nice. So I, I, I do, I do recording. I do studio work for other people. So like if people contact me, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can sing a high note on that. Or I can do this, this part on that. So I do, I do that kind of work still. Um, and in the future, I'm actually working on an album, a recording. So of, of my own. And I, I, saw, I saw a teaser for that on Instagram. I didn't want to blow the lid off it because I didn't know if it was on the, on the L or or not. But um, <laughs> I, I was texting your, your significant other. It's just like, yo, I, I need a, I need an MP3. Your, uh, Anika, Anika is married to uh, her husband is really one of the most awesome people that you can meet. One of the most humble people that you can meet as far as someone that's really plugged up and extremely talented within his own right. And sometimes he'll send me some private material that that I'm not really supposed to have. Like he looks out for a brother, and I was like, "Yo, when can I when can I get the uh, Anika album?" Like I I saw something with you and Evelyn in the studio, or or, or kind of admiring each other. And, and I've had a chance to I grew up with Evelyn, and I know that she can throw down. I was like, the two of you in the studio, I'm uh, they not ready for that. <laughs> that could be that could be that could be a uh, that could be a problem for the industry. So we, we gotta get, we gotta get that music out, Anika. When, when are we, when are we going to be able to hear that? Working on it. It, it takes, it's taking longer. We're sharing I have a certain. You're breaking up. Oh, hello. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I have to honestly say that COVID-19 has kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench in my yeah. plan for 2020. Yeah. But uh, what I'm trying to do is not let that hold me back and just mm. keep moving forward. So I'll, I'll be coming out, hopefully I'll be coming out with something before we're done with COVID-19. That's what I'm hoping, that something will come out in the next couple of months. Now, are you are you doing a, is it a jazz album? Or are you scatting? Is it is it opera train, like you sang in the Aeolians? Like, what type of music? Are you going full R&B? Are you going full Beyonce on us? Like, what, what, what actually <laughs> type of music? Because, uh, once again, I follow your husband, so I've seen his diversity in tracks, and he's very, very diverse. So what, what type of album are you putting out? Well... It's going to be 
it's going to, it's going to be interesting. Okay. Let's just say that. Well put. Um, it's not going to be full blown opera and it's nice. not going to be R&B Beyonce. It's going to be probably, um, something from the heart. That's what it's wow. going to be. That's nice. That's nice. I'm excited about that. Anika. That doesn't, that doesn't make my day. That's more, uh, called you up to get an interview and, and got some more information. I cannot imagine you singing behind a track, like a love song, like Britney Spears or someone. I just can't imagine that because I'm so used to seeing you sing classical music. However, I know that your talent is immense and illustrious and all encompassing. So I know that if you choose to go that route, uh, whatever you put out there is going to be fantastic. I appreciate you coming in, Anika. This is really special to me. Once again, it's always great to talk to people that I've known for many, many years and, and had a chance to, to grow up with and, and grow to adulthood with. And, and I really, really sincerely appreciate your time. I, I hope that everyone in your family continues to, to be healthy and that, that we just uh, find a way to kick this COVID in the arse and, and shelter in place for the next few weeks before we can get back out. And, and I appreciate talking to you. Hope to talk to you again soon. Yes. Yes. This was great. Thank you so much for the invitation. Okay. Talk to you later. All right, take All care. Right. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios.